Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series, The Eight Basic Events of the End Times. And we started yesterday on the second coming of Christ. Reading Revelation 19.11, it says, Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. Well, Jesus is coming back. He'll be on a white horse and have many crowns. We'll be right behind him on our white horses, clothed in fine white linen. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the word of God manifest in the flesh. I like Revelation 19, verses 11 through 13 in the Amplified Version. It says, After that I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse appeared. The one who was riding it is called Faithful, Trustworthy, Loyal, Incorruptible, Steady and True, and he passes judgment and wages war in righteousness, holiness, justice, and uprightness. His eyes blaze like a flame of fire, and on his head are many kingly crowns, diadems. And he has a title, a name inscribed, which he alone knows or can understand. He's dressed in a robe, died by dipping in blood, and the title by which he is called is the Word of God. Now picture this, Revelation 19, 15 through 16 in the Amplified. From his mouth goes forth a sharp sword with which he can smite, afflict, strike the nations. And he will shepherd and control them with a staff, a scepter, a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath and indignation of God, the all-ruler, the almighty, the omnipotent. And on his garment his robe, and on his thigh he has a name, a title inscribed King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Well, where are we? We're the Lord's army. Listen to verse 14 in the Amplified. And the troops of heaven, clothed in fine linen, dazzling and clean, followed him on white horses. Well, then the beast, the Antichrist, and false prophet, being his assistant, show up with their armies to make war against Christ and us. It's called the Battle of Armageddon. Revelation nineteen seventeen through 21. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather together for the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and of those who sit on them, and the flesh of all people, free and slave, both small and great. And I saw a beast, the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him 
who sat on the horse and against his army. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And the rest were killed with the sword, which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh. Wow, the sharp word coming from the mouth of Jesus is the word of God. The righteous judgment is the speaking of the word. It brings to pass all the truth it declares. The word is life to some and death to others. So which army are you in? Well, there's the beast and the false prophet. The beast is the Antichrist, the one who entered the temple and claimed himself to be God in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 through 4. And then his assistant is the false prophet who directed the world to receive the mark of the beast, 666, mentioned in Romans 13, verses 11 through 18, and both are thrown into the lake of fire. This is the final hell, and they will never return. And then, let's see what happens to Satan. That's in Revelation 20, verses 1 through 3. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit, and a great chain is in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. Well, Satan was not put into the lake of fire with the Antichrist and false prophet never to return. He was put into the abyss, the bottomless pit, for the next thousand years. Why? Well, you'll see. So what happens next? What about us? Revelation chapter 20, verse 4, And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Remember, he's the king of kings, and the Lord of lords. Well, who are the other kings and lords? We are. We are ruling and reigning with him on the earth. What is Jesus doing? We can find out something in Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 through 14. It says, I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom the one which shall not be destroyed. This ends the period that we call the day of the Lord. For us, I include the period from the rapture to his second coming, as you can see in our chart. And if you haven't asked for it yet, you can get my complete series in a PDF document of about 58 pages, all the material I'm teaching, all of the charts I'm looking at, all the references and all the scriptures are there. If you'll write to me at Pastor Jim at tmhnow.org, I will send you the document for free. My email address again is Pastor, P-A-S-T-O-R, Jim, J-I-M, Pastor Jim, at TMH, which stands for The Master's House, and the word now, N-O-W dot org. So again, if you'd like to get all of my material, 
on the eight basic events of the end times, write to me at Pastor Jim at tmhnow.org. Ask for the end times teaching, and I'll send it to you for free. And I'm looking at that chart that I'm mentioning. And so salvation is the first event. It happens now because you can't depend on tomorrow. The second event is the rapture. And that's where the saints of God who have already died or who are living go to heaven to be with the Lord for the seven years of the tribulation. And during that time, what takes place is the judgment seat of Christ and then the marriage supper of the Lamb. And during that time, the tribulation is happening on earth for seven years where the Antichrist is ruling. But then the second coming of Christ and the battle of Armageddon, which we're talking about today, that's the fourth event. And that happens all in one day. Now, the fifth event that happens is the millennium. The word millennium means a thousand years. The millennium in the book of Revelation is a period of a thousand years after the second coming of Christ, where the devil is thrown into the bottomless pit and Jesus and the saints, that's us, rule and reign on the earth. Revelation chapter 20, verse 6. Blessed and holy is he who has a part in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. The Spirit Field Life Study Bible says this about the first resurrection. The first resurrection includes the resurrection of Jesus Christ, many dead saints of Old Testament times, the dead saints of the church, the rapture of the living saints, and those who are martyred for their testimony during the Great Tribulation. The King James Version Bible Commentary says, Over these righteous ones, the second death, being the lake of fire, has no sway. It holds no terror for them through the all-sufficient work of the Savior. Wow, now did you get that? We are the blessed and the holy. We are a part of the first resurrection, and the second death has no power over us. The lake of fire is the final and eternal hell. We'll never see it. Why? Because of the all-sufficient work of the Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Well, what will life be like during the millennium? What will it be like for Satan, for us, and for others? Will we still be going to church? Will we still be reading and studying the Bible? Let's see what the Word says about these things. First, what will life be like during the millennium for Satan? Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 3. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years, and he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. So we find that Satan will be in the bottomless pit, also known as the abyss. The King James Version Bible Commentary says, Thrown into the abyss, Satan is incarcerated so that he is unable to deceive the nations for the length of that period, namely the millennium. The ceiling is for security, as elsewhere in Scripture. He is adequately curbed and restrained. What a boon to mankind this is. So, what will life be like during the millennium for us, and what will it be like for others? Revelation chapter 20, verses 4 through 6 in the Message Bible says this, I saw thrones. Those put in charge of judgment sat on the thrones. I also saw the souls of those beheaded because of their witness to Jesus and the word of God, who refused to worship 
either the beast or his image. They refused to take his mark on their forehead or hand. They lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not live until the thousand years were up. This is the first resurrection, and those involved are most blessed and most holy. No second death for them. They are priests of God and Christ, and they'll reign with him a thousand years. The next question is, what will we be doing? How will we be ruling and reigning? If you remember, by this time, we've been in heaven with the Lord for at least seven years. We'll already be immortal, and we'll already have our resurrected bodies like Jesus. And since the devil will be sealed in the bottomless pit, and the saints, that's us, will be ruling and reigning with Jesus, we can assume the new government will be moral and just. Everyone will know that Jesus is Lord, and everyone will know the difference between right and wrong. The two greatest rules will be love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Some people who live through the tribulation will receive Christ during this time, but even though Jesus is the king and we rule with him, some will still not receive Jesus as the Lord. That's hard to believe. Well, I hate to stop again, but our time is up. So we'll see you tomorrow, same time and same place. You be blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.